Hello, you are listening to Knight's History Cast, where we have conversations about history. This podcast is brought to you by the University of Central Florida's History Department. I am public history graduate student Holly Baker, and I will be your host for this week's episode of Knight's History Cast. I recently sat down with historian and author Dr. Gary Mormino. He was the guest speaker at the 5th Annual Gerald H. Schaffner Lecture Series on Florida History and Culture. In the interview, Dr. Mormino talks with me about Florida between 2000 and 2017, a time Dr. Mormino calls the Age of Fear. Have a listen to our conversation. Today, I'm with renowned author and historian, Dr. Gary Mormino. He is Professor Emeritus of Florida History at the University of South Florida, St. Petersburg. Welcome and thank you for being here. Thanks for inviting me. Today, I would like to ask you some questions based on your lecture. First, what does the title of your lecture, Florida and the Age of Terror, refer to? Well, since, since I uh, forwarded that title, I've revised my title. The title now is Florida and the Age of Fear. And as I mentioned, it, it's, it means all things to all people. I mean, if you, you might think it's about uh, slave rebellions in 19th century Florida or the Spanish menace uh, to Fort Caroline uh, or the Johns Committee ferreting out homosexuals in the universities in the 1960s. But I was, re- I, I was referring to the uh, period from 2000 to 2017. That's the tentative title of my new book, Florida and the Age of Fear, 2000-2017. Could you tell me more about what your upcoming book is going to say about that time period? The the book is a sequel to my, my previous work uh, on uh, Florida, Land of Sunshine, State of Dreams, which was a history of Florida from the end of World War II to 2000. And this is a book uh, looking at Florida from the the beginning of the new century, a new millennium, all the giddiness of Y2K, through 9-11, through the greatest recession since the Great Depression, and ending uh, with an eerie bookend with uh, the Orlando Pulse, the election of Donald Trump, and Hurricane Irma. In your lecture yesterday, you spoke at length about Florida's connections to 9-11 and how 9-11 changed Florida. Um, Could you go into more about that? 9-11 is a a seminal event in in American history. Uh, I I would argue it's not equivalent to Pearl Harbor or the American Revolution or the Civil War, but it was a very uh, profound event. Young Floridians now will be remembering this as their Pearl Harbor when they're octogenarians. It was more than simply uh, Floridians watching television. And and by the way, that is noteworthy in that today we'd be watching our iPads or iPhones, uh, how the technology has changed. But it's it's how the 9-11 was so intimately involved with Florida. Uh, Half of the conspirators lived and trained in Florida. We all know about the conspirators learning to take off but not to land, uh, partying at various scenes. And in some ways, that wasn't a coincidence. Uh, Florida is the perfect place if you want to be anonymous, if you want to blend in and not be, not be noticed. Uh, we're a state of strangers. Only one of three Floridians is a native to the state. 
Uh, it's interesting that their choices were places uh, in, in Broward County, Sarasota County, Charlotte County, places you could easily blend in. Implicit in the title, The Age of Fear, is is a new age of fear in, in Florida. You can look at uh, gun ownership in Florida absolutely spiked after 9-11. Paramilitary security firms expanded dramatically. Anyone who's flown on a plane pre and post 9-11 knows how profoundly different it is now, to say the least. Uh, our vocabulary, words we didn't use pre-9-11, no-fly list, color-coded terror alerts, shoe bombers, WMD, uh, we, we really create a new vocabulary surrounding 9-11. How does your upcoming book about Florida in the Age of Fear differ from your acclaimed book, Land of Sunshine, State of Dreams, A Social History of Modern Florida? Well, in part, it's, it's I think, how I've observed Florida. I, I think I wrote uh, Land of Sunshine uh, still pretty optimistic about the Sunshine State. There was a lot of giddiness and optimism in the book. The very title, Land of Sunshine, State of Dreams, the idea that there's something special about a place, about a state that has a thousand miles of seashore and sand dunes and palm trees and a subtropical climate but but more I implicit in it was the idea of second chances, uh, a better life in Florida, or at least a better February. And uh, uh, California and Florida are the great dream states. Uh, Kevin Starr kind of originated uh, those books in California. Then my colleague Ray Arsenault wrote a book, St. Petersburg and the Florida Dream, and I kind of amplified on that. I've also aged since that book, and I, I'm not as optimistic about Florida. I, I found Florida a much more coarse uh, state, and the problems seem to have amplified. Uh, I think all Floridians should be concerned about what's happening to Florida, the, the, the pollution of the streams, the, the overcrowding, the incivilities, uh, the, the yawning gaps of inequality. Uh, these are not just Florida problems, these are American problems as well. It was interesting last night when you uh, spoke about the importance of Florida during the 2000 election. Would you like to elaborate Certainly. on that? The 2000 election seems to have been kind of a tripwire. You think the, the new century, the new millennium opens with uh, Y2K, and then almost immediately uh, you have the election. and. Uh, the Elian Gonzalez affair uh, in, in early 2000. But the election is one of the most exciting elections in American history. Um, and, and Florida is not a mere participant. Florida is kind of the battleground state. The Governor Jeb Bush was the brother of the Republican candidate, George W. Bush. Al Gore is running as a Democrat. Still today, I mean, uh, prognosticators are talking about what if, what if Al Gore had selected Bob Graham as his running mate? He almost certainly would have won. What if there had not been the crazy butterfly design ballot in Palm Beach that awarded so many votes to Pat Buchanan, who had not even campaigned in, in Palm Beach? Uh, again, so, so many what ifs. Uh, what if Catherine Harris had not been Secretary of State? Uh, what if so many African-American 
voters uh, votes had been purged uh, because they had been convicted of a felony. I mean, you go on and on. And then, of course, it's the most dramatic election night. If you think prior to the, the 2000 election, election nights were pretty boring in America. It had really not been since 1960 that there had been a cliffhanger. Uh, computers seem now to be able to indicate to a three decimal point how precise the, the victory would be. And and obviously by by early late evening they and it, there, you had this wonderful seesaw. The stations originally said that Gore had won Florida and then they, they corrected themselves and then Bush won Florida and then it was a stalemate and eventually uh, Bush wins in, in probably the most dramatic election of our lifetime. I wonder, does your book um, cover or mention the housing crisis of 2008? Yes, uh, that's the, I'm, I'm working on that section right now. What's interesting about the Great Recession, and, and I, we still don't have a better term, is that, is that there's not a precise beginning. We know when the Great Depression started. You have Black Thursday in October of 1929, but some people would argue it's late 2006, you see the first signs, other it's 2007, some would even argue a little later. But clearly, um, and it, it, it's both local, state, and national, uh, the Goldman Sachs uh, collapse in, in Florida, but you also had so much fraud. Bernie Madoff is, is the face of kind of the corruption at this time. Bernie Madoff had tremendous consequences in Florida. Uh, Jewish charities going under, etc. So uh, this was this was a savage recession uh, with with real pain and uh, uh, serious homelessness and uh, people losing savings. And we're we're still trying to sort out the consequences of the Great Recession for things such as uh, uh, millennials. Uh, will millennials want to own homes? There's some indication that they prefer renting that uh, the return to cities. It's, it's a very complicated, fascinating phenomenon, the, the Great Recession. The book ends with uh, Orlando Pulse, uh, the election of 2016, and Hurricane Irma. I also have an earlier chapter on the, the year of the four hurricanes of uh, 2004. Uh, think about this, that, that if, if you were a prophet and someone said in 2000 that the greatest mass murder incident in American history would be in a gay Hispanic nightclub in Orlando. You would say, you, you must be out of your mind. I mean, it just, we were kind of tone deaf at the, this time. And then followed by the, the shock of the Trump election, which uh, most people did not see coming. So this was a roller coaster experience these last 17 years. Exciting, uh, kind of melodramatic, draining, tedious, and yet exciting at the same time. Well, thank you for your time and for talking to us about your lecture last evening and your upcoming book. I appreciate your time and thank you so much. Thank you, Holly. That was historian and author Dr. Gary Mormino talking to me about Florida during the Age of Fear, 2000 to 2017. During our interview, Dr. Mormino said that the Pulse shooting was the largest mass shooting in American history. Our interview took place before the 2017 Las Vegas shooting, which killed 58 people. That tragic event surpassed the Pulse shooting as the largest mass shooting in American history.
For Knight's History Cast, I'm Holly Baker. Please subscribe to this podcast to hear future interviews and conversations. Thank you.